We are back. We are back. We are back. We are back. We are back with a new episode of Repeater. I think you've made your point, Evan. I know. I'm just excited because today we've got comedian and Sesame Street writer Jerry Cole on the show, along with some music from the incredibly talented Mickey Hommel. That's right. We do. Not only is it a great show filled with the usual good times, but Mickey improvises a song for us and it's incredible. That is a really good point. You know what else is really good? Rating us on iTunes and leaving us a review. It means the world to us anytime someone gives us iTunes feedback. Like this review from Duke Stamina. Repeater is a very good show. Pat and Evan are good hosts. Thank you, Mr. Stamina. If that doesn't convince you all to rate and review us, then nothing will. Reviews aside, thanks for listening. This is Repeater. Hi, Jerry. Hi. Uh, welcome to the show. Thanks. Also, wait. <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to scoot my chair back. This feels a little bit weird. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we all so on the same much. level. Yeah. Okay. There we Hi. go. Hello. Hi. How's it going? Good. Good. How are you? Uh, I'm doing good. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Uh, no problem. Uh, just, I would also like to preface this by saying it's been a very long weekend. Of, yeah. Uh, lots of good times. Um, mm. And so I, you know, I'm not the clearest. Do you not have the clearest mind this evening? So. Sure. Yeah. Okay. I think... Uh, that's like probably pretty normal on a Sunday, right? <laughs> not for me. Not normal. No, this was an especially like focused yes. laser. Yes. Normally on Sunday, first of all, I don't leave my house. I don't make plans for myself on Whoa. Sunday as a general wow. rule. Um, just because I need yeah. days where I don't have to speak. Um, <laughs> right? Doesn't so everyone thank you for coming like, on our podcast. Don't talk to me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, even to my husband, I'm like, don't talk to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I, normally on Sunday, I'm just. Very quiet yeah. and focused. But. Well, uh, first of all, thank you for making a plan yeah. today. And yeah. second of all, thank you for talking a lot to people <laughs> uh, here, making this your plan, yeah. uh, even though it defies everything you do on a Sunday. Generally, yes. <laughs> um, we're just going to get started by talking about something we've been listening to lately. Okay. Uh, so uh, Pat's going to kick us off. Great. Uh, so I've been listening to Radiohead's OK Computer. Ooh, good uh, one. Oh, people have heard of it. Cool. <laughs> Uh, because they have a 20th anniversary edition coming out mm. and I'm all about those deluxe editions that make me respend my money. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, but it's been like a nice nostalgia trip for, you know, back into, uh, I guess like late high school, early college. Uh, I don't know. It's been like a nice comforting thing to listen to. So, yeah, I get that. Also didn't they're they're like included. I feel like I also listened to this and there were songs that were previously not released yeah. with the album that mm-hmm. they released. Mm-hmm. So, so they just uh, released one called I Promise. Mm, yep. That's, that's what like, I heard. It's, yeah, it's really good. It's very pretty, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, not surprising, but like it's it's yeah. nice to uh, get something on release from when that album was being worked on. Yeah. And have it feel like new and fresh, but also it's 20 years old. So that's interesting. Yeah. And uh, amazing. And I think actually speaks to the wonderful talent of Radiohead that it's like a song that made 20 years ago. And we're just like, this is amazing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they're, like, definitely a talented bunch of people, huh? Yeah. I think they're doing okay. Yeah. I mean, they're all right. <laughs> uh, well, to go from, I guess, something that's like a throwback 
to 20 years ago, I'll do the hottest and latest trend. Uh, I've been listening to uh, Carly Rae Jepsen's song, oh. Cut to the Feeling, <laughs> um, which, uh, if anyone follows my online persona, um, <laughs> I'm Carly Rae Jepsen's largest fan, wow. or biggest fan. Large sounds weird. <laughs> <laughs> Physically, her largest fan, Eight feet which is tall both fan. inaccurate and uh, strange sounding. Um, good single. It's a good single. It's won me over. I got texts immediately the day it dropped. Yeah. Uh, although I had already listened to it like midnight the night before, obviously. And um, from friends asking me how I felt about it and if I liked it. Um, and I didn't love it right away because I think a lot of like, I think I've been conditioned over the years to a lot of like pop singles to really kind of like take with a grain of salt very hard. Yeah. Um, but I remember I told a couple of them, I was like, it will grow on me, I'm sure. And now, <laughs> one, one week later, I like it a lot. Uh, wow, that's how pop songs work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're engineered that way. But it was also, it took my, my friend Charlie, to, he was like, oh no, it's amazing. The beginning is like a marching band. Uh, it's something like, you know, the middle is this, uh, is like a love song and the end it, like explodes in joy. And just like him saying that was, I was like, I'm way more on board with this song. <laughs> uh, just cause that sounds like a good description. Uh, yeah. But I'm also in the middle of a campaign to try to find out when her new album is going to be released. Yeah. Wow. Um, this is intense. It might work. Yeah. We'll I don't, see. I think Why she's not? just going to announce it and it's going to have nothing to do with me. Uh, I mean, <laughs> if I had to guess. <laughs> Guess if I had to guess, but uh, I, mean, I listen, I believe in you. Yeah, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> That's very kind. Yeah, because either she's going to block you on Twitter, or she wow. will be on this show. Yeah, uh, and I'm hoping for the latter. So yeah, got to we'll meet her one day, or just listen to her new album when it comes out. So wait, sorry. Um, do you actually enjoy Carly Rae Jepsen? I do. Okay. Um, there's a bit of like some maybe this is like a real great insight to my own psyche is like, sometimes I, it's hard to tell the difference between irony and sincerity. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, I do like a lot of her song, like I, emotion that a whole album. I love mm. great. <laughs> Hands down the sleeper hit of 2015. If anyone wants my take, okay. um, <laughs> Jerry's on board. And, um, but like her first, you know, not, it wasn't even her first album, but, uh, her big breakout album with, uh, Call Me Maybe. It's like, there's a lot of crap on that album that's yeah. not good. Um, and then, like, on her B-Sides album, it's like, yeah, some of it's good, some of it's whatever. But, so I don't know. I, I like a lot of her stuff, but I, I don't know that I can claim to be like, uh, <laughs> I mean, I guess, yeah, I've never, like, I haven't seen her live and stuff. Okay. So, I don't know. I, uh, My fandom is probably, I'm probably on the cusp of, like, really buying into it. Okay. But I like her a lot. Um, my husband actually also has this thing where like it's, I mean, it's honestly been like five years he's been doing, running this bit (laughs) (laughs) that he really likes Coldplay. And he's like, there's nothing wrong with Coldplay. He doesn't hate Coldplay. Yeah. Yeah. But like the bit is that he really likes Coldplay. Yeah. But also he likes Coldplay. It's like the most (laughs) ridiculous. Then you get this. This is exactly (laughs) Exactly. what it is. Exactly. Um, yeah. So yeah, I've been listening to that song a lot. Okay, wow. How about you, Jerry? Um, let's see. I have been listening to uh, Arcade Fire's new song that they just released called Everything Now. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that 
And I was like, oh my God, it's like so perfectly timed because I just picked this Arcade Fire song. I'm going to go do this podcast about music. And they came up with a new song and are going to have a new album. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, with that song, I was like, oh yeah, they're still like making songs just for me. Like, that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. really how it feels. Like, that's great. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I'm sure that every, other people feel that way, but. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a good song. It's a really, it's a very pretty video as well. Yeah. If you have seen the video. If I, I mean, like every time they come up with a, a new album, I'm, if, I wish that I knew how to play an instrument, one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and then also, if I could be in a band, I want to be in that band. Right. Like, I don't want my own band. I want to be in that <laughs> band. They do seem super cool. Yeah. Yeah. What would you play in Arcade Fire? Uh, you know, I, I, I myself wish that I knew how to play drums. Mm-hmm. However, I think it would be really cute if I knew how to play the accordion because I feel like that's like so sexy, even though it's like for old European men, but like that's a part of what makes it so sexy. Weird Al would disagree. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, either the accordion or the drums. That's cool. I think they would have somebody that plays the accordion. I think they do. I think uh, his his wife, whose name I can't think, uh, but she is French. I think she plays the accordion. That sounds right. Yeah. Uh, but so this is a great intro into uh, this, what song did you choose for us to talk about? Yes, I chose uh, My Body is a Cage uh, by Arcade Fire. Um, ooh, what album is it off of? Neon Bible? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, I'm real bad with names of things. No, that's so, great. Okay. Uh, let's listen to a clip of it now. I think we got it. Ooh, yeah. that's, that's, that part right there actually is the whole reason why. Yeah, I was gonna choose. I was gonna play the beginning of the song, yeah. where there's more lyrics and stuff. But that you were like, no, 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 this part of the song. Well, you kind of have to. I mean, if you haven't heard the whole song, you should start from the beginning. <laughs> yes, do not start the song halfway through, like you do most of your songs. <laughs> Guys, start it from the beginning. Um, but also because it's like such a. God, like what is the word? It's like you know when the sky is super heavy and it like really needs to rain. Yeah. It feels like that. Yes. The f- like first half of the song, and then when that bit that we just played uh, happens, it's I refer to it as the moment that the song shanks you. Yeah, because it's like so it's almost painful that yeah. like, moment of you're like, oh god, that hurt. <laughs> that hurt. It's like yeah. so. The, I don't even know. I mean, I'm sure there's like a musical term for it of like <laughs> yeah. when you like it goes silent and then you bring it. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's yeah. definitely music things for that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I think we're good with the clip. Um, but yeah, no that that part of the song is awesome because yeah. it is. It's like a it is a there's a real swell and like a build yeah. to like that part of the song. Yeah, um, that's really beautiful. Yeah. yeah, it's also it's the so it's the last song on that album yes. too, and yeah. I feel like it's it seems like a really cool last song. Yeah, because it's very dramatic. It is super dramatic, and also it uh, it yeah. I mean I. Uh, again, love, love Arcade Fire. And I feel like it's that moment where, like, after listening to the whole album, you just want to, like, close your eyes and drift off into the yeah. ocean. Like, well, that was it. I'm done. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's really... I really like it when songs do that thing, but when that that thing of, like... It just feels like there's so much music that still needs to come out of the album. Yeah. And it's all sort of pushed into that last song. Yeah. And even in that specific part where, like, he just stops singing and, like, the organ sort of take it over. And because you're right, it, it's kind of like a storm. It's kind of yeah. like a thunderstorm that comes through and it's loud and it's ravaging. And then all of a sudden it's done and it's quiet. And it, 
smelled kind of nice because rain's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it does feel like if there was anything else that needed to get out, it's getting out now in this moment <laughs> and during this album, and then you can like drift off to sleep or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, why choose this song? Basically, are you are you a huge Arcade Fire fan? I mean, apparently, I. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, again, uh, like I said earlier, I'm really bad at, like, knowing the name to things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I will constantly be like, oh, you know, it's that song that t- it goes like this, and it's the one I like. And you have to just sort of understand how to <laughs> speak Jerry, I think. And I'll be like, yeah, yeah, we got it. It's beat it, you know, like. <laughs> I'm like, I'm Jackson, just, like what's the chorus <laughs> yeah, of this song, you know? Meanie. Yeah. Meanie. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's real annoying, actually, if you're my friend. Um, and so uh, every time they come up with a new album, I am, like, surprised again. And I'm like, oh, fuck, yeah. I love- oh, sorry. Well, that's no, you can- yeah, go for it. Uh, <laughs> Swear. I love this band. Like, I, I really feel like, uh, and it could be because I, um, I feel like I'm uh, close in age to the songwriters. And so I feel like the things that they are writing about apply to what I'm currently going through sort mm-hmm. of emotionally uh, and mm. psychologically in life. And so it just feels like, thank you when you know, like i need i need this yeah yeah. Out. yeah is there anything about this song in particular that like does did that for you at the time it came out maybe or even now um i was trying to like read into the song myself you know oh yeah but um curious to hear your thoughts uh yeah it's i mean it's pretty heavy i think yeah uh and i think uh definitely feels like it uh is something that is my experience that like, God, I just like those, that lyric of my body as a cage, like, yep, I know that feeling. Uh, yep, I, yep. I really wish I could just, I mean, not die, but like, you know, like, <laughs> sure, right now, yeah. like, I get it. I need my body to get around. But like <laughs> the idea that like, there's so much more inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just real frustrating sometimes to mm-hmm. feel like I have to just keep, I guess, moving this way because this is how it works, you know, like, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, and uh, you said the song is heavy, and I agree. And, yeah. like, it goes back to that, just, like, the lyrics going away and just sort of surpassing into uh, the loud organs and whatever. And sometimes, like, that's what I like about intense music or just loud music, and not even, like, you know, metal or whatever, but, like, just music that crescendos to that point. Mm. Because it feels like something you can sort of like let go in and get lost in and sort of float freely. Mm. And so it's really nice. Yeah. And I, I mean, uh, I'm, I haven't listened to all of the shows, but I listened to some. Mm. Uh, so oh, I don't know if you've talked you. about this before. Um, uh, but I uh, love music. Obviously. I love, who doesn't Hello. love music? You've you got to be a real weirdo, I think, to not love music. <laughs> They're out there. Yeah, I'm sure. But, They're weird. Show of hands. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Who doesn't love Why music? Why are you at the show? <laughs> um, but, like, there's something, you know, fucking magic about it where it's, like, there's no reason why we need this. There's no right. there's no reason why we need it. And yet we need it. And we yeah. don't know why. And so it's just, like, yeah, it's, it's great. Yeah, yeah that's uh, such, like, an art thing. Yeah. Right? Um, I wonder if one day we'll discover that, why we need like, it. humans have this weird dependency on art. Uh, huh. That sounds uh, super hopeful. <laughs> <laughs> Like, uh, it probably Funding, won't happen. Funding, please. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, that's like it, the start of a story. Yeah, or like Jesus, a premise no. of a movie. I know, right? What <laughs> if humans need art? <laughs> Find a, a bunch of artists wrote this movie. <laughs> Funded by artists. <laughs> uh, I think it would be that kind of thing, unfortunately. Look how important it is. Um, <laughs> we swear. Yeah. yeah. But there is something. I don't know if... Uh, I, w- I wonder if... Um, this is just like my own kind of like internal thought process. But like one thing I, I think music is always, especially music because it's lyrical mm. um, or a lot of it is popular music. At least it's like a lot of what it does for me. is like, it's expression in a way that like, you're like, Oh man, I can't do that in real life. No. Yeah. Like yeah. I, they're saying the things that uh, I wish I could like scream from a roof or uh, say to a person next to me at a cafe. Like, or a loved one, or whoever it is, but because uh, life's scary most mm. of the time, or you'll be judged, or things are weird, uh, it's just nicer to go to a concert and, like, scream that word that somebody else wrote, mm. um, or, like, just be listening to it, you know, um, on your own. Uh, that's a very overarching thing of, I guess, what music does for yeah. people. It's poetry. But, yeah, yeah. Which I feel like the great thing about poetry, uh, or at least for me and how I interpret it, I don't know if this is accurate, um, but where it's like uh, those feelings that, you know, like feelings are so complicated and like <laughs> there are some that are like a mishmash of a thousand things yeah. and it's someone figured out how to express very accurately that mishmash of a thousand feelings. Mm. Um, and so it just feels so good to hear it or see it or say it. Yeah, yeah. Art also, guys, artsness. <laughs> <laughs> and it's also great to like hear it coming from someone else, like especially if you're feeling alone yeah. in something. You're like, oh, okay. Mm. At least one other person gets this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a rock band from Montreal that understands me. <laughs> completely <laughs> understands me completely. Uh, sometimes I do think about that though, where I'm thinking about like, oh, who is this artist? How do I relate to them? And yeah. then I'm like, I shouldn't. like i'm like well this isn't me yeah like i had i've had a uh, strong connection with a couple of rihanna songs lately and i'm just like there's no reason she's not writing for me (laughs) (laughs) i know for sure you know i was gonna Uh, say actually carly jepson feels more like a yeah uh, just doing a little background check of (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. uh yeah carly ray and i maybe have more in common okay Um, that's fair (laughs) yeah um the first time I came across Arcade Fire, they uh, they were playing a song in a freight elevator. Oh, oh and yeah, I saw that video. Yeah, I saw that, and I was like, "Okay, this is for me." <laughs> Can't explain right it past that, yeah. but I was like, "I like this a lot." Yeah, yeah. I uh, ooh, when did I first come across Arcade Fire? Mm. I think uh, ooh, when did they come out? Like two thousand eight, maybe. They, right. like they had like an EP out, I think, in 2004, and then maybe their first album came out in like 2007 or something like that. Okay. So actually, maybe, maybe earlier, 2005 even. Um, the, maybe one of the reasons why I love Arcade Fire so much and I didn't realize is that's exactly when I moved to New York. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like also when I discovered them, yeah. um, I don't remember how... Um, <laughs> But I do remember those, like, first two years in Brooklyn, which was, would have been, like, 2005, 2006, no, 2006, 2007, um, were great. I mean, they were shitty, <laughs> obviously, um, because when you move to New York, it's shitty. 
uh, and maybe actually it's always shitty, depending on how you are. <laughs> uh, but yeah, those first two years, like the first summer I lived in New York was great. Yeah. 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 Where were you coming from? Uh, I actually, I uh, was living abroad. I had lived in Barcelona uh, for a year before that. Nice. And so, uh, actually, one of the things that I felt very fortunate of is after living in Barcelona for a year, moving to New York felt easy, which I... Yeah. <laughs> is not easy. Uh, but it, because, like, that had been such a crazy struggle, and in the best way, but had been such a crazy struggle, I was like, oh, I can fucking speak the language and work legally? Great. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it was really... Well, uh, sorry to interrupt, but... What got you to Barcelona? I've been, I like I like question. Barcelona yeah. so much. Oh yeah, it's the best. I would still be living there um, if I didn't love my family, but I do. <laughs> um, so <sorry> for you. <laughs> yeah, so I'm here. Um, uh, you know, I think a magazine. I think I like, saw a picture of Barcelona and I was like, "That pretty, me go." Um, <laughs> and uh, you know, I was like just young and dumb enough to yeah be like, "I'm gonna go and it's gonna be fine." And it, you know, was, it was fine. Yeah. You know, I, I'm still alive. That's so, good. Yeah. It was good. It was really good. Um, and it will actually also, the other uh, catalyst was uh, I moved in 2004 after George Bush was reelected. Mm-hmm. Uh, George W. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> and because everyone kept saying, you know, like, I'm leaving, I'm leaving. And I was like, right. no, I'm really fucking leaving. <laughs> um, yeah. You're like <laughs> smart and have plans. Yeah. I was like, no, I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. Um, who knew we'd be looking back on those days with Whew. fond eyes? <laughs> um, uh, <but> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, any day of the week, George uh, W. Yeah. Come on back. I'll take it. <laughs> um, so that was the other like. I think I want to be European. I'm gonna just go. <laughs> yeah. So that's yeah. what got me cool. there. That's pretty that's cool. awesome. Yeah. Um, I would think that that time moving to New York and like getting into Arcade Fire, that's got to be like one of the it's like is that the golden age of indie rock almost Ooh. In um, new york or? i mean like just kind like, of in general but it, I, yeah. new york, it feels like new york would be a good place to be into that brooklyn and new york during that time because i was listening to their their ep and then i like just chronologically listened to their albums this week mm. at one point and like you can hear their first EP is very... I'm like, oh, yeah, that's what indie rock was, like, mm. in 2005 or Oops, something. What did you think? Indie rock. I indie think rock. I stumbled ah, on yeah. that. But it's like, it felt more similar to a lot of stuff I remember from those years. Yeah. But then as they go on, uh, especially something that, as we've kind of already talked about, but it's like something Arcade Fire does, is like, they really can't... They really, like, add a lot of flourish to their music. Mm. Uh, they play with dynamics a lot. Like, they're... They... Um, they just, they really like round things out with different instrumentation and voices and all that type of stuff in a way that I think a lot of their contemporaries maybe never got there or like mm-hmm. never de- dealt with in whatever way. Um, but it felt like it, over the course of a few albums, I was like, oh yeah, that was indie rock through those years. Mm-hmm. As if like they were like, they started in the middle of the pack and then started to lead the way almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's always also uh, what I really love about uh, all their songs is that I feel like there's always like a there's a jam in there. There's like a, or a groove rather, mm-hmm. which is like a use like surprise to find yeah. a groove in the middle of the song. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I feel like, I mean, I, I do not have the uh, technical uh, knowledge to speak on uh, the history of indie rock. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> Neither <laughs> do we. <laughs> yeah. um, 
But I feel like, yeah, it was like late 90s, early 2000s, right? Where there was like a huge sweep with all those bands, boys in tight jeans and like long hair. And it was cool. Um, (laughs) And I mean, it was cool. Yeah. Uh, And yeah, and then they sort of turned it into something else. Um, yeah, I, yeah. What was living in Brooklyn like around that time when you first moved here? Oh, first couple of years, fun, hard. Both, uh, but like, what was it like? It was super fun. So yeah, I moved to New York because uh, I was living in Barcelona and I was very poor, like very <laughs> poor, like not like I'm poor, like really poor. <laughs> um, and it's fine because Barcelona is actually a great city to be poor in um, because it's gorgeous and everything's cheap. <laughs> um, cool. But uh, I realized that I would never see my family again if I, I was just, I would never see them because I would never be able to afford a plane to get home. So I like got like one last job and like saved up my money and came home. Um, and also at that time, my, one of my old or my actual oldest friend, I've known him since kindergarten, Rahul, uh, had a friend who was also moving to Brooklyn from Harlem. So she already was already in New York, but, and he was at the exact same time that I was Move back to the states, and he was like, "Just fucking move to New York already! Like, what are you doing? Like, We're gonna move to New York." And I was like, "Am I?" And he's like, "Yes, you are." And I was like, "Okay, I'm moving to New York then." Um, and so I moved in with her, Claire, uh, and she was brilliant. Uh, and so that was like we started a bike gang. <laughs> Hello. It was really great. Uh, shout out to the red team. Uh, that was our bike name. We had stickers. We had gear. It was nice. serious. Um, and so, yeah, I worked at a coffee shop. Like, literally, I packed a duffel bag, like, got back to my parents' house. I was there for, like, a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. And then packed a duffel bag, took a bus up to New York, dropped off my duffel bag, walked out of the new apartment. Like, my roommate, Claire, was like, oh, okay, hi, this is going to be cool walked down the street into a coffee shop and was like, I need a job. And they were like, okay. And I live in New York now. I'm done. (laughs) Yeah. Which is like, I realized like the easiest, honestly, I had a very fortunate transition. I want you to like write a book about how to make it in New York. (laughs) uh, Take a bus, get up there, walk down the street. You're good. (laughs) All set. Yeah. So that like first, you know, I was like working in a coffee shop down the street. Um, and I had like this little circle of friends and we were on biking and it was super fun. Um, and you know, I was like 26 or seven or mm-hmm. something at the time. And so I was just hanging out a lot yeah. and drinking and having a good time. It was really, oh, yeah. really, really nice. great. Why would a friend of yours, uh, kind of tell you like, you're going to move to New York. So just do it already. <laughs> Um, because he had already moved to New York. Um, he was just selfish. Yeah. Well, he, he had moved a few Speak years earlier and was like, aren't you going to move to New York? And I was like, I don't know. I think I'm going to move to Barcelona. And he was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so yeah, when it was like, I'm moving back to the States, he's like, right, because you're moving to New York. Like, we were going to, you know, like, yeah. there was like, a, I had a small group of friends, actually just two, not even a group, two friends that had moved to New York. Um you know, a few years prior. And they were just like, why aren't you moving to New York with us? Like, that's what we're all doing. And it was like, I don't know. And so, yeah, Yeah. it felt like the time. And to be totally honest, I didn't want to move to New York. Uh, Because like, you know, I'd been to visit and it was like loud. And I, you know, I'm a sensitive person. And so it's just, you're the humanity that you are faced with on a regular (laughs) basis living in New York is not for beginners. 
And so I was just sort of like, I don't think I want to do that. I don't uh-huh. think I want that to be my everyday. Um, but now I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I don't think I could live anywhere else. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, why? What is it you love about it? I, I love that it challenges my humanity every day. Uh-huh. That it really is like, okay, like, you can't really turn off yeah. Yeah. in New York. Which is hard, but also great. I think, it, I think that that's why you know, the stereotype of New Yorkers being like really fucking sharp. Cause you have to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. And it's, I, I like that. Yeah. 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 You, uh, you have to be pretty constantly engaged. Here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, unless you're from New York, who knows? Maybe people who are from New York are like, no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I can yeah. see that. Yeah. Um, so when did you, so you are, you're a writer now. Yes. And yes. You're a performer. Yes. Uh, when did that, type of stuff start if you came to New York more or less on I guess I'm moving to New York I guess I'm moving to New York because now now you got a cool New York life it's true yeah you know yeah writer and performer and that's pretty like rad New York stuff yeah (laughs) yeah I don't know how it happened either Um, did you just walk in and ask for it (laughs) hey I want to be a writer (laughs) performer New York okay here you go (laughs) um how did it happen? So I did go to college for uh, film and television production. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I always knew, I think, that I was a writer. Um, and so, you know, in that very uh, naive and pretentious way, I was like, I have to live before I can write anything. Um, and so I was just sort of like wandering around for a long time and then mm-hmm. also moving to Barcelona. <laughs> um, and then, so when I moved to New York and I got the job at the coffee shop and I was hanging out for a couple of years and then I was like 28 and I was like, all right. <laughs> You need to get your shit together. <laughs> like, what, what are you doing? Um, and so uh, I s- just started trying to find any production job that I could mm-hmm. get. And so I interned. Uh, I like documentaries. And then I started interning at this uh, smaller production company called Pickerel Pie out of Long Island City. And they're really great guys. Um, and they're really great guys, actually. They were well nicer to me than they needed to be. Um, and like gave me a lot of like training and experience, um, that I probably wouldn't have gotten anywhere else. Um, and so then that was sort of just like, uh, you know, a little bit, a little bit more. And then through them, a woman that I know or met working with them got me the job or the interview at Sesame. Uh, so now I work at Sesame street. Um, and, uh, and so I got there and it was, I was the assistant to the executive producer. Um, and then, yeah, just kept, yeah. hanging out and being like, aren't I charming? Aren't I? Don't you want to give me more work professional? Don't you want to? Yeah. And so then essentially, I've been there eight years now. So yeah, yeah, that's great. So yeah, hard work and talent, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess. And luck. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's very cool. I uh, I recently, you you wrote uh, the, a Christmas special. I did, yeah. Last year, right? Yeah. I, I watched it last weekend. Did you? Yeah. Oh, uh, it's great, guys. <laughs> Go watch it. Oh, thanks. Uh, and I, and I didn't grow up watching Sesame Street, so, like, it's a little, you know, like, for me watching, I'm not like, oh, the characters I know and love. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we're all familiar, or many of us are familiar with them, but, yeah, it was cool. Like, Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was, I'm not going to lie, a painful process. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, but it feels real good now to, like, it's done. It's done. I did a thing, and it's done. It's yeah, so that's satisfying. Awesome. Yeah. What, uh, this may be, like, a more, in a more general sense, but it's, like, uh, it's to me it's got to be very interesting to write for characters that have existed for so long yeah uh and for an audience such as children yeah so like there's a lot of stuff that like you a lot of pieces that you don't have control over and yeah. then you write within that um 
Yeah, sounds like real work. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it can be tricky, I, but parameters are always good, I think, yeah. whenever you're trying to be sure. creative. Um, or it can be really helpful. Um, and because, it, you know, it's like, after a, once you sort of understand, it's like math. I always think writing is like math, where it's like, if you understand what the end of or the answer that you want if it's like if the answer is four then you know that you have to there either has to be two plus two or there's be one plus three or zero plus mm-hmm. four like you sort of mm-hmm. you know like you know what you have to do to get to the four right um so yeah it's it's tricky and especially also writing for a uh, preschool audience is very tricky because i'm like <laughs> jokes jokes and they're like they don't fucking care about these jokes <laughs> they're, you're gonna lose them because they're babies and you, they're not gonna understand yeah um, and so I feel like, uh, you know, a lot of times I'm like, okay, fine. We'll cut that, you know, like bizarre reference that nobody was right. going to get, um, except for me. So <laughs> tough sometimes. Um, do you feel like, uh, well, first of all, did you watch Sesame Street growing up? I didn't. Neither did I. It's okay. Okay. I feel like <laughs> I'm not supposed to admit that. <laughs> Is, but do you feel like in, in, in any, in, in any of your time there, it's like, do you feel like you get to write some of the stuff that like you would have liked to see as a kid? Huh. Um, yes. I feel like um, the shows that I've written, I've tried to uh, sort of like sneak female empowerment messages nice. in there. And like, I mean, not even sneak, actually. I'm sorry. Like, to be fair, our a lot of our curriculum, especially in the last few years, has been like kindness and cultural competency. And like, mm-hmm. they are, yeah. were trying to get those messages in. Um so yeah, I, I think it would have been helpful for me to see as a child. Um, I, in theory, that's also assuming that's like, ah, oh, it's so well written and entertaining, and I would have enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you like you wouldn't have just walked away immediately <laughs> yeah. when you saw yeah. like something you not shiny on the TV. Exactly. Yeah, I'm like, I don't. I feel like I watched a lot of Hanna Barbera as a kid. Oh, okay. And so yeah, that was yeah. There's a lot of Flintstones, a lot of Jetsons. Yeah, yeah. That was uh, that was good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh what else was uh childhood like for you oh where, uh, where, where, where are you from uh i am from columbia maryland mm-hmm. uh which is a special place uh and i had a very fortunate upbringing uh so by that i mean uh columbia maryland i feel like i've given this talk so many times also i'm sorry if this feels recycled through but it's, <laughs> no, <laughs> it's okay. uh, it's you cool guys though. have never heard it but yeah um so columbia maryland is a planned community uh, it's one of the few in the country. I, I like Celebration Florida is like another one where it's like a, a intentional community. Um, I feel like I grew up in its heyday. It is in Maryland, equidistant from Baltimore and DC. So it's like a suburb, you know, really like a commuter suburb for both. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was designed in the like, I don't know, like 70s, um, specifically with the uh, intention of being a, uh, utopia of sorts of uh, being economically and racially integrated. Um, and they like physically designed the city to try and foster those things. So the entire uh, city is designed in a series of villages. This is going to sound real. Weird. Well, every time I explain it, also people are like, is it Jonestown? And I'm like, no, it's not Jonestown. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the city's designed in a series of villages, and each village has a village center. Uh, the village center has like your elementary, middle, and high school, mm-hmm. and a grocery store, and an interfaith center because there's no churches or synagogues. Everyone goes to the same place to worship. It's real cool. <laughs> it's real <laughs> inclusive. Um, or rather, you can have your own church, but like you can't have uh, religious iconography because that feels sort of like too intense and not like 
you know, mm-hmm. on board with the uh, the thing. There's a lot of um, paths connecting each village. So, like, as a kid, I have two older sisters, and we would leave the house at the beginning of the day and just wander through the city for the entire day and, like, come home at night, mm-hmm. and it was fine. Like, we never locked our door as a family. Like, it was a, a really, I feel like, an ideal upbringing of just... Because also the other thing was, like, even though it was a relatively big city, but you felt like you knew your community. And so people would just look at us and be like, oh, those are the coal girls. And, like, those are the coal girls. It's fine. Like, if anything, like, nothing's going to go wrong. You know, like, that kind of deal. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So it was really, yeah, I was outside for the majority of my childhood. um, Nice. Playing hard. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds almost like, yeah, the ideal uh, background to grow up and then write on Sesame. (laughs) Yeah, actually. (laughs) Like, you just grew up on Sesame Street, right? <laughs> like, Should I actually have thought of that? <laughs> You're right. There I were mean, Muppets everywhere. <laughs> yeah, but it was very, I mean, like, you know, I, uh, it was very racially and e- economically uh, integrated. Like, there would be million-dollar homes next to subsidized housing, and all mm-hmm. of those kids went to the same school. Um, like, my first, like, my first, like, five best friends were all biracial, and, like, that was completely normal to me. Yeah. And so the, yeah, it was just sort of always like, this is how, of course it's how it is. Like, and I remember actually getting a talk in high school um, because there's, you know, like, you know, you grow up and the world gets in. Yeah. And so I like having a talk with a teacher who was like, "Mm, the rest of the world is not like Columbia. And like, you need to start to get ready for that. And it was like, what are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I actually have a, a piece that I perform. Uh, about it mm-hmm. it's like and it's sort of titled like i didn't know i was black until i was 14 oh uh, yeah, yeah was huh. not sure and then it was like oh that's like a thing okay i get okay <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah i mean that sounds like so fascinating from an outsider's point of view um it also sounds like a really cool and great place to grow yeah, up it was yeah, great honestly yeah um it feels like why don't we have more um, yeah i don't know i mean it uh, yeah, it seems successful. I mean, it's now it feels a little bit more um, like every other town. I mean, like there's big box stores and yeah. like, mm-hmm. you know, it, lots of chain malls and stuff like that. Right. So. If you if you had to like, I mean, it sounds like Sesame's probably already very much doing it. But if you had to pull maybe like some lessons from your own childhood mm. into like what you'd want kids every, everywhere at this point, you know, to like know. Uh, what do you what would feel like were like some of the really you know most important things? Um, actually, I f- I feel like every time we have a curriculum seminar at Sesame, um, I call my parents and I'm like, thank you, <laughs> <laughs> because whatever they're bringing up at the curriculum seminar, I'm like, this is exactly how I was raised. <laughs> I'm like, it was so ahead of the game, and like, <laughs> um, I think it's just like the golden rule of treat other people how you want to be treated. Like yeah. that and pay attention to what's going on around you. Those are literally the two things I can hear. <laughs> my mom would be like, treat other people how you want to be treated. And my father was pay attention to what's going on around you. And like those two things, I feel like are yeah. pretty general and, you know, like crucial. Yeah. And, uh, and I would say probably very easy to lose sight of, Yes, you yeah. know, for yeah. a lot of people. Yeah. Um, but key. Yeah. If you can do that. Yeah. Um, that's wonderful. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, it was. I. I. Yeah, I feel very fortunate. Great, uh, <laughs> Jerry. Thanks so much for talking yeah. to oh, us. Oh, no problem. <laughs> I think uh, that's it for the interview portion okay. of our show. Give it up for Jerry Cole, everybody. Thanks.
Now, if you want to hear Mickey's cover of My Body is a Cage by Arcade Fire, head on over to repeater.show where it's available to stream. And whether you just did that or you're going to do it later, we really hope you enjoy it. Here's Mickey with a couple of original songs. Guys, how you doing? Sweet. Do I have time for another song, Evan? Oh, my freaking yes. Um, so I know Evan from Magnet Theater because I like to do the improv. Um, so I thought, let's make up a song. You guys down? Um, so just throw out some words and I'll make a song about it. Ready, set, go. Perfect. Green days? I just, Astoria. What did you say? Rainy days. Oh. <laughs> Green days. I was like, that's a new band. Um, I'm just thinking we should probably put Carly Rae Jepsen just for Evan. <laughs> Some Sesame Street. Um, okay. Anything else? I just added into my own song. <laughs> okay. So we got Rainy Days. We got Motorcycle. We got Astoria. We got Carly Rae Jepsen and Sesame Street. Perfect. This is going to be beautiful. fan today <laughs> large in size oh, large in heart bitch I follow you everywhere because I love Carly Rae Jepsen I love Carly Rae Jepsen I love Carly Rae Jepsen I'll call you forever now maybe love Carly Rae Jepsen I love Carly Rae be like, oh my God, I heard about this show, that Mickey girl, yeah, she's gotta go, I'll sing your songs, and I'm gonna be like, oh my God, yes, because I love Carly Rae, Jepsy, yeah, Carly Rae, Jepsy, yeah, Carly Rae, Jepsy, I'll call you tonight, not tomorrow, Now. 
take that, Carly. Right? <laughs> Um, that was beautiful. <laughs> um, this is a song I wrote. It's called On the Moon. It's not. You could say it like that. On the Moon. <laughs> but I wrote it when you just want to give up on shit. And you're like, no. That's what I wrote. <laughs> it's also the name of my album that's out right now. If you want to get it, I'm super cool. And I forgot to bring you free download cards.
You can keep up with Jerry Cole on Twitter at The Alternicate and on Instagram at Jerry Cole. Mickey Hummel can be found online at MickeyHummel.com and on Twitter and Instagram at Mickey Hummel. So easy. Well, that was a delight. We got to talk about indie rock, The Perfect Town, and even Carly Rae Jepsen. Which was great because my earliest memory of Carly Rae Jepsen was the same day I gave Evan a really cool high five. And that song Mickey made up about her was really fun, cool, and hilarious. Tell us when your new album is coming out, Carly Rae. Evan, put on your Carly Rae Jepsen merch. Repeater is hosted by Evan Forbarden and Patrick Cartelli at QED in Astoria, Queens, a place to show and tell. Find out more at QEDAstoria.com. Our show is supported in part by Hi-Fi Records and Cafe in Astoria. Visit them from wherever you are at HiFi-Records.com. Editing by Stephen Garvey. Theme music by The Sun Lions. Everything else by Love Nest Productions. Welcome to Repeater.